What's up guys, my name is Nicholas from Worldwide Motorsport. Joining me on today's podcast is Mr. Storm. Um, you may know him, he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, just a few more subscribers than me, I think. Um, 27 to be precise. Yeah, I think I've got 24. Yeah, hopefully... That's, that's okay though, that's okay. That's, that's yeah. actually quite decent. Yeah, I actually got quite a few extra subscribers since I started the podcast. I got eight more subscribers. Ah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, welcome to today's podcast. This is the third podcast. If you didn't know already, um, this podcast is now available on Spotify and... Wait, it's on Spotify? Yeah, wow. it's on Spotify and <laughs> That's um, cool. soon it will be on many other platforms. So let's just get started with today's podcast. So first of all, welcome, uh, Mr. Storm. Luke. My Luke. real name's Luke, so Luke. yeah. Fine. Welcome, Luke. Yep. There we go. So... Let's start with this weekend's race. What did you think about the race? Well, the British Grand Prix of 2020. What to say about this race? Well, for one, it was quite boring in the first half of the race. Sure, there was the spectacular crash with Danny Cavillas. I was glad he was okay. That was a mega crash there. Yeah. And while I was live coming the race with Liam, who's been on this podcast before, he yeah. I said that it was like um, Marcus Ericsson's crash at Hungary back in 2014. If oh, you remember, yeah. the car just disintegrated. Or um, Raikkonen's crash at Silverstone in the same year. Yeah. Um, yeah, mainly, really mainly, crash. yeah, mainly the race was just the Mercedes dominating. Hamilton led every lap, I think. And mainly the Mercedes were just tying for fastest laps. And then the Red Bulls got in for the fastest lap. And there wasn't really much of a battle. Like, it wasn't yeah. as exciting as last year. Yeah. I mean, Magnussen crashed at the start. Albon, I believe that was a racing incident. And Albon didn't deserve the five-second yeah, penalty. Albon really doesn't seem, as uh, John Warren said in the first podcast, that Albon doesn't seem to be aware of where his tyres are because he keeps colliding in other people with other people uh, a couple of times with Hamilton. Uh, he did it with Perez in. Uh, Austria, I've, the steering Grand Prix. Yeah, the steering Grand Prix. And then the he did it Grand again Prix. with um, Magnussen uh, last and weekend. Yesterday. I mean, he he's got to be a bit more careful. Yeah, th this is the exact thing that Danny Kvyat did back in 2016. Four races in, he was out, stopping him into the team and won his first race, all because of the Mercedes taking each other out. But I believe if Albon does get fired, which it'll probably eventually happen if the um, results keep going like this, um, I think Kvyat will come back to the team. I'd say um, Dr. Marco will um, give him a second chance, maybe. Yeah. And even better, maybe Pierre Gasly could come back to the team. Yeah. I doubt that, though, since he was fired last year. 
Um, he has been he has been quite good in the Alpha Tauri so far this season, and in the Toro Rosso last year when he got fired after Hungary, I believe. Yeah. So all in all, um, later on when we got into the race, I was live coming as I've said with Liam. I have Channel Four, and it's the only live race of the year, so I can only do that. I'm not willing to pay for Sky, by the way. So yeah, yeah. I I don't have uh, Sky. Uh, so I have to watch the race ah. two hours later, but I oh, I usually yeah. follow it live on on the Sky website where they write the commentary every minute. Oh yeah, there's something on the F1 um, website. That there's something on the F1 um, app though that you can do that. But yeah, yeah in the final few laps, the final few laps were actually really good. Um, if you remember back to um 2017, which a lot of people are saying it's more like 2013, but that's a lie. 2017 was more like that race, since um, Vettel's tyre failed and so did Raikkonen in the last few laps of 2017. And if you remember, Vettel lost a whole load of ground in the championship, and that was one of the defining races of the 2017 championship. Raikkonen was in second, had to go down to fourth, then when Vettel had the puncture... He ended up going up to third. So all in all, it was a good race for Kimi by the end. But this year, it was three people who had the tire failure: Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, and Carlos Sainz. Yeah. And I remember just watching that, and I'm like, "Oh my God, Bottas has had a puncture! Oh my God, this the race is blown wide open now." Yeah. Bottas comes in, whenever he comes in, the AWS graphics come up. Hamilton's um front left has 10% remaining. And I'm like, Hamilton is well and truly screwed with these tyres. Yeah. <laughs> and with the old catchphrase, Bono, the tyres are dead, it came into life this time. And it's actually true, the tyres were dead. So, uh -huh. yeah. It was quite so an epic end of Yeah. It was quite an yeah. epic end to the race. Yeah. Sainz's tyre blows on the last lap. Well, the penultimate lap for them, the final lap in the graphics. Then Hamilton's tyre blows around Luffield, I believe, near Cops. And then he has to drag it all the way to the line. And I was jumping up and down hoping that Max could pass him, since Lewis <laughs> wins the British Grand Prix way too much. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I was happy for Lewis in the end. He managed to drag it home. Yeah. And Channel 4 even said um, that a rookie would have had the chance to screw that up. So say there were George Russell in that seat, George would have probably screwed it up. Yeah. So yeah, it was a fantastic end to the race. Well, um, yeah, Lewis Hamilton and, is, is really determined to win every British Grand Prix yeah. participating. And he's determined to win the, his seventh world title, he's 30 points ahead of Bottas at the moment. Yeah. After Bottas scored no points in yesterday evening's race. And then, of course, there's the 70th anniversary race on next week. Yeah. Hopefully that could be more exciting than the actual race we had yesterday. But, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad in the, the end. Yeah, just, it was boring ask, early on. Just, just to ask them, who do you support in Formula 1? Favourite driver and favourite team? My favourite team's Red Bull and McLaren, and then my favourite driver is either Charles or Lando. Oh. And maybe Seb, and Seb too. Nice choice, nice choice. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, remaining on the race and well in general the, the whole season now what do you think about Ferrari's lack of performance well, this is an interesting topic to remain on. Of course, Charles had the podium. Well done to Charles, the second yeah. podium of the season. I've got um, to say, then, sorry to interrupt you, but I yeah, think Charles is an amazing driver because he took a car. This year's Ferrari isn't at all supposed to be on a podium, but he managed to take it on the podium twice, which is pretty amazing. It, he only got it in Austria because of all the, the craziness that Austria was. Yeah. He got it in Silverstone because he was actually consistent during the race and he actually had a good qualifying compared to um, Austria in race one. Yeah. Of course, they brought the upgrade for Hungary, which has boosted the car's performance a little bit, but Seb's still down in 10th, which is not something you want to see from a four-time world champion. Yeah. And there was a BBC Sport article that some said that Ferrari won't be competitive again until 2022. Yeah, I read that too. I, I was pretty shocked, actually. I was, yeah, being a Ferrari fan, I, I was just, really hoping that right. next year maybe Charles could win the championship. But who knows? Um, the point is, un until Hamilton retires, they won't be winning the World Championship, in my opinion. Hamilton's just way too strong. He's got a fantastic team, and I believe he's going to win the seventh World Championship this year. I hope it doesn't happen, but, you know, you can't, you can't tempt fate. <laughs> you have to let fate go the way it wants, and you can't really, you can't intervene. Yeah. So yeah, Lewis Hamilton's probably won the World Championship this year, as much as I don't want to say that, and as much as most of the F1 community don't want to say that. Yeah, it's got to be a way to stop the Mercedes dominance. Um, um, yeah, there is, there could be a way, I mean, unless um, Ferrari, Red Bull, Racing Points... Unless they step up their game, Mercedes are going to dominate for probably the next five years. Yeah. Literally, though, they're, they're doing what Ferrari couldn't. They've won six Constructors' Championships in a row. They've won um, six Drivers' Championships in a row, if you remember. It was Hamilton, Hamilton, Rosberg, Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and then hopefully this year, it's, and then... For Mercedes, hopefully this year it's going to be Hamilton, maybe even Bottas, if he can string his season back together. Yeah, really, if, of course, if no of one course. can stop the Mercedes dominance, I really hope Bottas gets a championship because I really think he's championship material. It's just that because of team orders and obviously Lewis Hamilton has won many world championships, so Mercedes does favour him. So I really of course, hope. Mercedes favor him though. He is—he's literally the definitive, one of the best drivers of all time, and there's there's nothing really to compete against that. He's third, in my opinion, behind Michael Schumacher and Ayrton Senna. If Michael Ayrton and Lewis raced, I believe Ayrton would win in the wet. Yes. Michael would win in the dry, and Lewis wouldn't win any of that. Yeah. Unless Lewis can step up his game and learn how to lose another championship, 
he won't be described as one of the best of all time. Even though he lost 2016, he needs to learn how to lose. Since he's literally won the past five, he's literally won nearly five championships in a row, like Michael Schumacher did. And then, of course, everyone complained about that in the 2000s. But here's the good, here's the good thing. There was, actually there was actually a challenge for Michael and Ferrari. If you go back to 2003, yeah, I believe yeah, Schumacher was... Yeah, I believe Schumacher was two points ahead of Kimi Räikkönen in the standings and five points ahead of Juan Pablo Montoya in the Williams. So, yeah. And that was one of the most exciting seasons of F1 ever. And Schumacher oh, nearly lost the championship because he screwed up qualifying in Suzuka. Yeah. Instead, Lewis Hamilton, uh, last year he won in Mexico, I think. He won with Grand Prix He won the US last year. He won in Mexico oh, yes. and uh, Mexico 2017 and 2018. Mm. Yeah. Um, he won the. He's so, only won the championship twice at the um, title decider. He's been in a lot of title deciders. Two thousand and eight. Sorry, two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, twenty ten, um, twenty fourteen, twenty sixteen. So he's been in five, and he's won four of them. Five, three of them. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. Which is quite odd, like, Hamilton didn't have the best car in 2010, and he could have well won 2016, and if he did, I would actually think he didn't deserve that. Rosberg dominated 2016, there's no, there's no about that, we all know that. Hamilton was, Hamilton was still number one driver, and Rosberg beat him. Yeah. Uh, Rosberg anyway. had to get into Lewis's mind there. Yeah. Anyway, um, going back to Ferrari, Ferrari's lack of performance, do you think um, because Ferrari is dropping Sebastian Vettel for next year and because now Charles Leclerc is number one at Ferrari, do you think they're favouring uh, Leclerc a lot? Because Sebastian Vettel said that the the car was basically undrivable yesterday. Do you think mm. Ferrari is favouring Charles Leclerc a lot? In terms of the car, I don't think you can do that due to FIA regulations. Yeah. But yes, I do think they're favouring Charles. Sebastian needs the same amount of favouring, though. Sebastian's a good driver, yes, but he's lacking off the pace, probably because what have happened last year. Maybe it's because he's losing the will to race, and whenever you lose the will to race, you just need to retire. So mm. I believe Sebastian might take a sabbatical, like Mika Hakkinen planned to do. Of course, Hakkinen was planning to go to BAR for 2004, I believe, or maybe 2005. That never came to fruition, and maybe we'll see the same with Vettel. So perhaps 2020 might be um, Sebastian Vettel's last year in the sport. Only time will tell. I hope Sebastian can get um, a podium, hopefully. Yeah. But I doubt that will happen with the way that some um, Ferrari are favouring him at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the best way to say goodbye to Ferrari would be winning a podium at the last race of the season. 
Yeah. And because... the good thing about that, and the good thing about that is that there are two Italian races this year on the calendar. Yeah. There's Imola Monza, and, and then Monza. there's Magellan. Even though I don't. No, there are there are actually three. Imola's um San Marino. San Marino is its own little part of Italy, so oh, we yeah, can't really yeah. say that. No, I, I was getting th- confused in between Imola and Magellan. Yeah. 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 Um, Magello's the second race, and then of course Mons is the big race. Of course, no Tifosi yeah. there this year. Yeah, but that would be really to... strange having Mons yeah. without Tifosi. Like at Silverstone with the British fans with for Hamilton. Like that was yeah. really strange yesterday, and it'll be strange next week too. Like we'll never really adapt to the post life of COVID nineteen, the post life of the lockdown. Like it's it's very very strange, but the F one must go ahead with with or without fans. It's for the safety of the, of the sport, and I believe we'll have fans probably maybe next year if a vaccine is developed. But that probably won't happen until maybe the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Anyway, let's um move on to a next question. Uh, let's talk about racing points. They didn't really perform very well at this Grand Prix. Um, yeah. What do you think was the reason of that? I believe what Martin Brundle said yesterday on the F1 channel's highlights. They're dubbing it the pink Mercedes, but it's not performing like the Mercedes W10 from last year. Yes. I believe that the pink Mercedes... I'm going to call it that for the rest of this podcast. Okay. I believe that that car will perform but it's just i think it's adapting i think the drivers have to adapt to the new um technology that um racing point brought into the car this year mm. since it's a whole different machine to last year's car sure they had some parts of the mercedes w10 or even w09 on last year's racing point but Sure, it's a much it's a it's a different car this year. So I believe that um Nico Hulkenberg especially will have to um get used to that since he hasn't drove a car in nine months before Silverstone and the last time he drove a car was in a Renault. So that's that's a big difference on how to drive the car. And then of course um Lance Stroll and Sergio Perez have probably already gotten used to the car. But perhaps Stroll's driving technique does not work to Silverstone and the new yeah. car. Yeah. So perhaps we might see that next weekend. Obviously, I'm not an expert on this, but that is my general opinion. Yeah. I. Uh, what do you think about Nico Hulkenberg coming back? I. Uh, we saw i think you made a video about this uh, i didn't have time to watch it what do you think fantastic that hulkenberg's coming back of course sad news that um yeah, yeah. sergio perez has been diagnosed with covid 19 but of course he might be back for i believe spain is the next race after the 70th anniversary race yeah hopefully yeah because he says uh, Perez said that he isn't having any symptoms, so it should be just. He's, it's probably two just weeks a mild of case quarantine. of COVID nineteen. It should it's be probably ex- mild. But should... I'll let you continue, and then I'll say what okay. I want to say. It should be just two weeks of um, quarantine for him, and then he can get get back in the car because he isn't having really any symptoms, so. 
Um, He's unlike um, another famous person who got the virus, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson was in intensive care for, like, a, I believe a week. Hopefully that won't happen to Sergio, but it's very yeah. mild, I believe, for Sergio. So perhaps his mother contracted the virus and gave it to Sergio. Yeah, that's highly likely. Even though yeah. he was authorised to actually going to visit his mother... Um, yeah, um, he got FIA permission, which I believe yeah. was very nice. But yeah, back to Nico Hulkenberg. It's great that he's back. I'm was a I'm a fan of Hulkenberg. I like his style. I like his attitude. Mm-hmm. He's a no nonsense driver, really. More like he's a discount version of Sebastian Vettel, really. Well, that's that's a lie in terms of how to drive, but in terms of no nonsense, he's the discount Vettel on that side. Um, what? But yeah, I, I'm happy. So you were saying? But yeah, um, I'm glad that Hulkenberg's back, mainly because it's good to see that um teams have their replacement drivers. Of course, Stoffel van Dorn was also um thinking to get that seat, but of course he has Formula E. He's racing for the Mercedes Formula E team, HWA, yeah. I believe. I haven't watched Formula E in about a year. I should get back yeah. into it. Last time I watched it was the season finale of 2018-19. And Stoffel was driving I for just, HWA. Then. I think I just watched one race last year. Um, and mm. then I never watched it. I watched the whole of season one, two, three, and four. But I never watched... I didn't really watch much of season five. Anyway, staying on the racing point... Um, subjects. Um, do you think I'm? Um, I'm getting everyone's opinion here. Do you think Sebastian Vettel will replace one of the two Racing Point drivers next year? I believe that this is absolutely ludicrous. I do not think Sebastian Vettel is going to go to Racing Point. It's mm. already um Otmar um I don't know how to pronounce his second name. Otmar said that they're probably not going to be getting in, Sebastian. Lance is doing well at the moment, and so is Sergio. Sergio was in a good place in the championship before he got diagnosed with And he's COVID-19. not even on an expiring contract, uh, yeah. Perez. So I don't, really see the, I don't really see the, the usefulness of replacing one of the two drivers, because... I mean, they're a good pairing in the end, even though lots of people say Lance Stroll uh, is only in Formula 1 because of his father, who owns the team. I actually As think... Sim Dane once said in that song, Daddy's Cash, bought a team with Daddy's Cash. Yeah. Lance Stroll is a billionaire, though. I believe, yeah. yeah, he is a billionaire. And I believe he's one of the richest people in Canada, I believe. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's not like he's going to drop his son from his own team. And like, that's, Sergio, that's Perez is a, Sergio Perez is a great driver and he's, well, he's top of the two because he's outperformed Lance Stroll in many races. I, I can't remember if it's all of them, but for sure he's outperformed him in many races. And, um... Well, in testing, he was dominating in the team. Oh, and, yeah, well, that's yeah, true. Yeah, he's been very consistent in the top five. So, 
I don't see why mm. they should replace him. I believe that Vettel won't go to Aston Martin next year, as that's what the team will be called next year. But I believe he's going to have to race for another team. Of course, they had that huge transfer saga between Sainz going all the way over to Ferrari for next year. Ricardo's also going to McLaren for next year, so he's going to be partnering Lando. I forgot if they've um, got a replacement for Renault yet. Probably... Yeah, Fernando Alonso. Yeah, Fernando, yeah. I forgot that Fernando was going to be driving there next year. Silly me. But if Fernando decides to quit, Seb could come back and drive for Renault in 2022. Mm. I think that's the only chance Seb will have to race in Formula 1 after that. Yeah. Since if he doesn't take up that, that choice, his career is over. His his career, the nail in the coffin has already been set. I don't want to say this, this is going to anger a lot of fans, but the coffin lid is already over, Vettel. The nail in the coffin needs to be set soon. If not, Vettel's still got a chance, but if it is, his career is done. He's not getting any overdrive. Yeah. Um, and that even angers me saying it. Yeah. Anyway... Now let's leave Racing Point and um, move back to Ferrari for a second. What do you think about Carlos Sainz moving at Ferrari? Do you think he's regretting his um, his decision? We talked about it this in the previous podcasts, but recently Ferrari, even though they haven't got the same performance as the past, they're not really in the top teams. They have they been really haven't had their um they, they really they, haven't had good performance since like twenty eighteen. Yeah. Last year was a little bit of a downside for them. Last year they, they dropped off the pace. Anyway, do you think um as Ferrari is actually outperforming McLaren, um do you think Carlos Sainz is getting his decision or not? I believe that he might be regretting his decision at the moment, but if Ferrari can put some pace into their 2021 car, then probably he won't be regretting it, but only time will tell. Mm. I believe inter-team rivalry. So if you remember you back to 2000... Because um, I, we didn't hear that. All right. If you remember, um, Carlos is probably going to be pushed so much by Charles. He's going to push Charles. And then, hopefully not, but we might have an inter-team rivalry on our hands. And hopefully it won't escalate as much as 2007 between Fernando and Lewis. But if that happens, one's leaving and one's, one's staying. And I believe the one that will, will be leaving is Charles. Sorry, not Charles, Carlos. Yeah. I I was actually quite happy, get happy at the start of uh, Carlos moving to Ferrari, but as I said in the previous podcast, I'm afraid that they might battle too much and then it, it ends like last year in between Charles and Seb. Anyway... Mm. Let's leave Ferrari once again and move to Red Bull. So Red Bull hasn't... Well, at the start of the season in testing, they looked like...
they might be able to challenge Mercedes, but in these three races, they haven't really been able to. Well, they say they've got some aerodynamic problems in the front, I think. Um, but the question is, Alex Albon, it hasn't been performing really well, besides the Red Bull car not being able to challenge Mercedes. In fact, he yeah. he hasn't had his top finishes like last year. What do you think is happening? Yeah. I believe that um, Alex is obviously, um, he's probably under quite a lot of pressure and he can't adapt to the pressure. So he's making more mistakes and that's not good in Red Bull. Um, we know how strict Dr. Marco is and that he's, he basically doesn't give two craps about his other drivers. He only wants the drivers to perform, perform, perform. If they don't, you're out the door. Let's get someone from AlphaTauri or Tara Rosso, as it used to be called. Max, on the other hand, is actually doing quite well for um, the car this year. They threw away an obvious victory yesterday when Hamilton had the puncture. Verstappen could have just cruised to victory, really. And I believe that um, Red Bull will learn on that. And not, if, the ha if it happens again, of course, keep Verstappen out and warn rubber. Hopefully it'll last. If the same thing happens to Hamilton next week, they can pass him and they can win a race. And I think that'll have um, a very big morale boost to the rest of the team. And their morale's actually probably be decreased after yesterday's race. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, let's move on to the last um, question, the last argument. Uh, last next, subject. No, last subject, sorry. It, in Italian, it's... Argumento, so automatically I just said arguments instead of subject. Sometimes I get confused. Anyway, let's move on to the last subject. Uh, next week is the last, uh, the seventieth anniversary of British the, Grand Prix. Of the British Grand Prix. anniversary of Formula One. Yep. Um, what was your favourite moment of these 70 years of British Grand Prix? Well, I'm going to say my favourite moment of all of Formula One, and then mm -hmm. I'll say my favourite moment of the British Grand Prix. There's too many to really pick from for Silverstone. My yeah. top three would be um, Mark Webber winning in 2010. Sorry. No, that's 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 my that's my fourth one. Lewis Hamilton winning from sixth in twenty fourteen. Um, Nigel Mansell's pass on Nelson PK in nineteen eighty seven, and Lewis Hamilton's win in two thousand and eight, which was a fantastic race, even if Hamilton. And those two races which Hamilton won were fantastic, twenty fourteen and two thousand and eight. My favourite moment of Formula One has got to be, well, it's hard to choose really, but I think Spa 98 or Hakkinen's pass on Schumacher around Ricardo Zonta in 2000, that's, that's one of the most iconic moments of Formula One and one of the best for sure. I think my favourite um, Silverstone Grand Prix moment 
I can't remember if this was 2018 where, I'm not sure, maybe it was 2018 when Hamilton fell to last place yeah, and that was came back to that second was place. I think that would be my favourite British yeah, that, was, that was a fantastic race, even for yeah. Mercedes fans. They got, they got second. It was a great comeback from Hamilton. It was a shame yeah. for the British fans that he couldn't win the race. Vettel was on so much form that race, and mm -hmm. I believe he deserved to win that race. And then, of course, Germany came, and then Hamilton stole the victory from 15th, which was one of Hamilton's best drives, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, then, um, that's the end of today's podcast. I hope you liked it. If you did, please like and subscribe to my channel and go and check out Luke's channel, Mr. Storm. I'll leave a link in the description. Um, Thank you very much. I will see you in the next one. Like and subscribe, guys. Peace.